Well, I am an official tour guide for the Expo Tours. And this year I had the AI playbook, which was great, very busy. And I was able to see a lot of exhibitors and learn a lot about what is to come for retailers. And, you know, Robin, before I get into those observations, I have to say the energy at the NRF this year that I felt from exhibitors and participants really reminded me of the pre-pandemic days. Retail Unwrapped is a weekly podcast hosted by Robin Lewis and Shelley Cohan from The Robin Report. Each episode dives into the latest trends and developments in the retail industry. Join them as they discuss interesting topics and interview industry leaders, keeping you in the loop with everything retail. Hi, everybody, and thanks for joining our weekly podcast. I'm Robin Lewis, founder and CEO of The Robin Report, and along with my co-host, Shelley Cohan. So, Shelley, <laughs> when you search for uh, the big ideas from the uh, 2024 Big Show at NRF, of course, uh, on an annual basis, one big idea that hasn't changed for years is the weather. <laughs> Freezing <laughs> January, right? And New York City gray. And we in New York City know what that New York gray is. Oh my God, Robin. The weather, I think, in New York City for the NRF Big Show this year swung from plus 50 on Saturday to plus 30 on, you know, the day we left. (laughs) And so we went from wearing light coats to being all bundled up, you know, layers. And remember, we had snow and sleet on the last day. So it's kind of crazy, especially for the international travelers that come in. They must think our weather is nuts. So anyway, let's talk about the show, which uh, to me signaled that in-store events are back to pre-pandemic levels and importance. And, and oh, yes, also uh, the cavernous Javits Center. And this year as COVID is making comeback, 42,000 attendees. So, Shelley, I'd like to start with a big picture context, if you will. Um, It was roughly a quarter century ago when the technology era really started to kick in for the retail industry. And maybe a good descriptive for it would be data-turned-knowledge mania, Uh, (laughs) right? It was the beginning days of the great retail transformation, as I like to call it, Amazon and global e-commerce, legacy retail, figuring out how to do omni-channel, software innovations, and a new solution a week. And I probably could go on and on and on here, but all getting closer to identifying consumers and tracking their behavior literally from the time they wake up until they go to bed, including all of their uh, touch points in retail. And of course, during those 25 years of perfecting consumers' profiles and shopping behavior to the kind of pent ultimate today, AI, artificial intelligence, which, as we know, makes it possible to learn precisely what the consumer wants, precisely where they want it, how and where to be delivered or bought, 
online and off, how often and what price and at what price. Uh, to the extent, Shelley, we are on the edge of personalization that borders on privacy issues. So there's a good news and the bad news. <laughs> yeah, certainly. And you know, here's the issue with that I had with the NRF, and actually a lot of my colleagues had the same issue with the NRF show on AI. Nearly every exhibitor, nearly every one of them in the Javits Center claimed to be using AI but they really didn't specify how the solution would help retailers be better retailers and what function they're addressing in the retail industry. Are they, is it AI for marketing, operations, merchandising, financial, et cetera? That's a great observation, Shelley. <clears throat> and it was so true. So, you know, AI was the kind of redundant buzzword, <clears throat> you know, that every startup, overused, um, I think, some of them to impress everybody that they get it, even if they don't. So I don't know. My big picture this year is the amazing number of startups, uh, most of them with solutions for, you know, maximizing consumer knowledge and pro profiling the consumers down to, um, you know, like the Nat's eyelash, so to speak, <laughs> tracking them through the store, identifying dwell spots, and all of their activities in the store. It's like, you know, mobile shopping. It's, anyway, startups that provide technology for mobility shopping, communicating with the consumer in real shopping time, fitting rooms that uh, provide other shopping ideas, conversational mirrors, and I don't know, on and on and on, many other tech solutions that surround the consumer and everything they do while in store. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the sheer number of these startups, obviously, sending the message that there is a need uh, for the overabundance of software and software innovations. But it also says that while the number is growing, um, eight out of 10 of them relying on funding uh, to stay afloat will not succeed. And that kind of continues on. Yeah, I mean, that you're exactly right, Robin. And just to build on that number of startups and solutions, a theme that I kind of walked away with this year is the number of exhibitors that we're talking about integration and infrastructure. Mm -hmm. so retailers are using so many technology companies and software solutions that there needs to be this kind of master blueprint that integrates all these solutions. And retailers, especially legacy brands, have really moved to what is called headless API, so not to get too technical here, Robin, but CTOs over the past few years really have begun the process of decoupling the back-end services from the front-end services. So, hey, Shelly, yeah. one minute. I need to interrupt. Uh, acronyms have become my <laughs> living in hell. So I don't know if uh, – I, I know that I'm older than most of the people that are probably on this program. But could you uh, tell me what APIs are and what CTOs are? 
And I'm not embarrassed, you know, about asking for that. Well, ABI is really what's the application programming interface. So that's what, you know, the IT departments kind of build all the technology around is the CTO is the chief technology officer. Oh, right. Okay. So, you know, so they're decoupling the back end from the front end services. So you really need this complex back end for running a commerce business. But you also need flexibility on the experience front end to adjust to market conditions and consumer preferences. Let me give you an example. You know, when we made this major shift, curbside pickup, hybrid shopping coming out of the pandemic as part of the pandemic, that front end that what experience for the consumer had to be super flexible so you could then deliver those new services. And the startups, since you mentioned them on the retail side, you know, they built an even smarter API with composable commerce, which means that they build their commerce platform on separate API connected modules and each of those target a different function. So The way I can liken it to is it's like Legos. You know, they're building blocks as they go, which makes it super flexible. So a different tech software solution for CRM or inventory management or M-commerce or customers on and on. That's why the startups have done so well with integrating technology. They build it as they go. We actually had the entire team from the Robin Report there at the NRF show, and I know there were incredible number of discussions about what is happening in the industry. I was talking with one of our colleagues, Ken O'Connell, who mentioned in his meeting with JumpMind, he described them as Store OS. So they have a solution that allows the integration of microservices for retailers. He said the way they work with retailers is really interesting and are having some real success. IBM was also there in force. They had a huge booth. And of course, they're all about using AI and Watson and Watson X for retailers to make dramatic changes in almost every aspect of their business in the near future. They're all using and they're all in on AI to upgrade the retail customer experience. I sat down with IBM's Carl Heller, who's head of strategy there, and Shelly, I was blown away with with what I learned. Wow. Um, You know, we have to uh, have Carl at some point join us on a podcast. We should definitely have him join us on a podcast. I mean, IBM's in an interesting position, right? They can really perform a few services for retailers. They can deal with the enterprise businesses and act as kind of like an intermediary between other software solutions and the retailer. And they also can be the IT architect that pulls together a comprehensive strategy. Just the sheer amount of data they have access to is unbelievable. If you couple that with the power of AI, they can use it to really drive future innovations and overall better shopping experiences. Yeah, totally agree. <clears throat> so uh, not to overcomplicate this kind of moving puzzle, um, the big are getting bigger, either through such acquisitions that we're talking about and just their sheer size, you know, being able to integrate their third-party services easily for retailers. And retailers are finding that they can operate more efficiently, you know, with one large provider versus several smaller providers. So, Shelly, I know you have 
some other major observations to share. And you also, again, like you've done for the past several years, did uh, your retail tours program. And maybe you can tell us about that as well. Absolutely. Well, I am an official tour guide for the Expo Tours. And this year I had the AI playbook, which was great, very busy. And I was able to see a lot of exhibitors and learn a lot about what is to come for retailers. And, you know, Robin, before I get into those observations, I have to say the energy at the NRF this year that I felt from exhibitors and participants really reminded me of the pre-pandemic days. I felt it was very positive and lots of high energy at the show this year. So here are my general themes in addition to what I've already mentioned. So one big thing is conversational commerce. So here's another acronym for you. LLM was a huge topic. And I know you're going to ask me what's LLM. No, I, looked it, I looked it up. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> Largely. That's so funny. Large language yep. models. These like very large, deep learning models that are pre-trained on just vast amounts of data. So let me give you some use cases on this. So IBM is using generative AI applications in call centers, not to talk to the consumers, but to talk to the call agents to help them for higher efficiency. So they're giving them lots of information they can use when a live person is talking to a customer. Um, Salesfloor was one of the startup companies, and they're using conversational chat box for product discovery and pre-purchase decisions. So they're using it on the front side to have this conversation with the consumer as they're looking for products via chats. And then you have Salesforce and Covio, which is using AI to search product recommendations via e-commerce and provide feedback to shoppers. That's truly personalized, not just generic searching, but absolutely personalized to the individual customers. So Conversational commerce, big topic. Um, there were lots of um, interesting things about retail media networks, how to monetize retail media networks, how to capture the da da um, data using the LLMs to collect, analyze data, personalize the shopping journey. I actually sat down with Tony Denofro. You know him, Robin. Oh, yeah. Very President well. of Sensormatic Solutions, who's really positioning the company to become at the forefront of using innovative technology. So, for example, they're working on these super smart sensors. So the sensors don't just provide RFID information, inventory movement, but can also potentially provide insights on operational efficiencies. So in their booth, they also showcase how the current security pedestal can now include the ability to sell ad space on it, i.e. digital signing as part of retail media networks revenue generation. The other big topic was proximity marketing efforts. I think we're going to continue to see a key strategies moving forward with proximity marketing. The one big difference is the use of AI to help with mass volumes of data analytics, which will provide highly personalized marketing. So for example, Robin, Instead of sending me a message that I'm near a store saying, hey, Shelly, we know you meet near this store, come on in. But now those messages are going to be sent with a, here's, you're near the store, here's a particular boot. They're going to know what 
they have it in my size. They're going to tell me, here's the color you like and at a price that I'm willing to pay. So that's a big kind of step in the direction of, you know, hyper-personalization. Wow. Yeah. And then we also saw use cases of, you know, this whole idea of shrink, shortage, theft, you know, all of that, um, how to dis- yeah. deter theft using AI. Yeah. And for example, Pather AI, who's one of our sponsors, of course, you know, they showed a great demo about how you can detect specific suspicious behavior real time. That's a tongue twister. You can detect suspicious behavior real time. Um, so this uses spatial technology. So using alerts to let store personnel know that there's a possible <laughs> bad actor in the store. And what's great about the technology, it's unbiased yep. and it doesn't use profiling of people, but it's looking for certain behaviors and actions. You know, Shelly, that's really a great roundup. And <clears throat> by the way, did you see Parcel Lab? They specialize in <clears throat> personalized post purchase experience. And the reason I ask is that um, they had Yeti in their booth endorsing it. And of course, I thought of you. <laughs> well, you know, I love all things Yeti. And, you know, I would say if Yeti's using, and by the way, Yeti is our retail radical, of yep. course. But if Yeti is using Parcel Lab, it must be a great solution. Totally agree. So anyway, to wrap it up, uh, this was a great comeback year for NRF. And I agree with the positive comments that you made. Uh, People are back. And it was energetic, optimistic, and frankly, full of major innovations. And and a one-stop shop, I would say, uh, to actually see and learn about the awesome future for retail. I agree, Robin. I thought it was a great show. For our listeners, you can find more of our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and therobinreport.com. And please follow us on social media, link in with us for the latest thoughts about the industry. And I want to thank you all again. And um, as I do every week, um, mention the, you know, the idea that if any of you have topics that you would like Shelly and I to cover, just send me an email to robin at therobinreport.com. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to Retail Unwrapped. We'll be back in one week with another podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast service. If you have questions, ideas for a podcast, or anything else, please contact us via therobinreport.com.